to think, namely those that may be lost without the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew in chapter 24. While you're turning there, we'd like to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just the side of Greenup County, out of Carter County, and you can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We do have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. This is a place where I feel God has blessed, the place where God has left a light in this community. And I pray that this light will always be that light as, the, as our young boys just sung of the light. And I pray that it will be something that will bear witness to you today. I have a, sometimes it is, you know, I look back over, we have in our, in our sound room here a, a copy of uh, titles that I have listed down over the, the last two years is in there. And I wanted to think about this for just a moment and you know, I know I've preached on this subject before, and I pray that it'll be something that will cause us to think. This subject is a, especially in the day in which we live, is very important. And it's something that I want, number one, you that are saved to be thankful for that will not happen to you. But there is that possibility of those in this house tonight or today who will be left behind. We're talking about a time when the rapture comes upon this earth, when the children of God are called forth from this old land to our forever home. But I want you that are in this house today to realize if you don't know the Lord is your Savior and that time comes... Your end is set. This is not an easy subject to, to speak on, and most of the times it makes me very nervous. But I know the importance and the responsibility of the man of God to proclaim the truth, and, and although that truth is what God's man has to bring forth, it is a truth that is it's hard to... It's hard to phantom. I mean, I don't want to see anybody of my children or my grandchildren, my, my family members, my friends, or even my foe. I don't want to see nobody go to hell. I don't want to know of anybody that has left this life without the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. But I sure don't want to... I sure don't want to come to this thought that the gospel was brought forth but the refusal was made and then God told His Son, go get your children. In verse 36 of Matthew chapter 24, the Bible states this, but of the hour, but of that day and hour knoweth no man 
No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall be two in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord doth come. But know this, and I'm speaking to every lost sinner in this house today. If, if is a big word. It's two little letters that carry so much weight. The Bible states here, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be you also ready. I mean, here's a warning to everyone that's gathered in this house today. I'm talking to every individual that's breath that God has given them, that's allowed them the opportunity to be in the house of God today. I want you to know there's a stark warning to all of us. The Christian to the saved sinner and to the lost sinner. There is ample warning here for each and every one of us to be ready. It states here, now I want you to get a hold of this, therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Dear God, I am thankful that you saved me by your amazing grace. The grace, that amazing grace that our young people sang of a while ago. I thank you, dear God, that you in your providence has called me unto thyself. Lord, I'm praying that even today might be that day as we have prayed all this morning. May this be the day, O oh God, that you save every lost soul in this house. May this be the day, dear God, that minds are made to consider the hereafter. Lord, I pray that you will open up the minds of these that are sitting spiritually dead. But yet, Lord, these are they that need Thee the most. For they are, are on their way to a devil's hell. Dear God, I pray that You would open their eyes that they may see. Reveal unto them, dear God, that today is the day of salvation. Because they're not promised tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you will help them to see the what if they are left behind. Lord, help us today to understand the necessity 
and the need to be saved by your amazing grace. Lord, bless today. Empower your word as it speaks of in Romans 1.16. The Apostle Paul states that it was the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. Lord, I pray that this be the hour that those that are in this house may believe and be saved by your amazing grace. Lord, bless us. I pray that you'll forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Again, I've simply entitled this, Will You Be Left Behind? I know some years ago, I believe it was, I brought a message, Left Behind, Simply Left Behind. No doubt this is a message that will be on the same lines, but no doubt it will be different. But I want you to consider this with me now. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, One of the most chilling thoughts I believe that you could consider will be looked upon here today. The idea of being left behind upon this earth after the children of God and the Holy Spirit have have left this world at the time of the rapture should even now be sending chills over your body. As a saved man, I cannot even say that without feeling the chill and the power of death being left alone. We're talking about a time when the Holy Spirit, the great restrainer of the most evil and hideous acts of not only human beings, but also the devil and the demons themselves, when the Holy Spirit of God is pulled away to allow all evil in its full unleashing and restraining to be loosed, to fulfill the very nature of total depravity, to, to have its desires completely fulfilled, what an awful time that's going to be. And often I wonder if we really think about our little ones. I wonder if we really consider what it's going to be like for our children if they are left behind. In 2 Thessalonians, the Bible tells us a few things that we need to consider. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, The Bible says in verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering together unto Him. That's speaking about a rapture there. Do you realize what it's going to be like upon this earth when the saints of God are raptured off of this place and the Holy Spirit is called back to His heavenly abode? What in the world do you think these ones that are left behind are going to be facing? In verse 7 down through verse 12, the Bible says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. You see right now, this earth is blessed because the Holy Spirit is in this place. Whether you realize it or not, the, the, the unsaved are being blessed today because the restraining power of the Holy Spirit is even now amongst the people of the world. 
restraining their, their sinful appetites. The Bible goes on to say in verse 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lyings and wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. I don't know about you, but that makes me shudder to understand that those that are left behind, whether they're, whether they're children who have come of age and understanding of right and wrong or, or whether it's some of the oldest people in the world, listen, they're all going to face a, a terrible taskmaster master when the Holy Spirit is pulled out. This is the activity which will be unleashed and allowed to act in all its most deviant and destructive ways. And it's coming upon this earth. It's coming upon the inhabitants of this old world. Yes, all those who are left behind after the rapture, or as God would put it, are gathering to gather unto Him. What are the aspects of the rapture? And I want you to consider with me today. If you're here and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, I need your undivided attention because what I have to say is very important to you today. You need to understand what it's going to be like. You need to know what's going to happen during that time of rapture. And you need to know that even at the time, if, if the rapture has occurred, it simply is too late. It's simply too late. So as we deal with the rapture and we deal with being left behind, I want you today to just focus with me for a little while. I want you to listen to what I have to say. You're a person today of, of, of intellect. You're a person of knowledge. You're a person who knows right and wrong. You're a person who has, who has been given the gift of, of setting under the gospel message uh, time in and time out. And you have been blessed beyond all measure because you're in such a place as you're in today. The house of the living God where the glorious gospel message is portrayed. So first of all today, I want us to know the aspects of the rapture and I want you to know what it is. The Bible declares it's going to happen when nobody expects it. I mean, that's exactly what's going on in the world today, isn't it? Just like it was in our text reading in the days of Noah, in, in the days when the just before the flood, what does the Bible say? They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage and marrying. Listen, they were living it up is what they were doing. They were just going about their daily business. And there's nothing wrong with going about your daily business, but understand this, that there's coming a day when your daily business is going to change. There's coming a day when your daily business is going to come to a complete standstill. Even, even as you are sitting in this house today, I'm warning you that, that there's coming a time when the, when the mark of the beast is going to be upon all people in order for them to buy, sell, trade, or get goods, or do business. I want you to think about this. You say, well, I won't take the mark. Oh, I, I dare say you will take the mark. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, that you're going to see in that day. But understand this. 
that the Bible states that the rapture is going to happen when nobody's expecting it to happen. And let me tell you something, even in the house of God today, people do not expect the rapture to happen this moment. It's a shame, but it's a truth. Listen, people of God today don't even look for the rapture of God to happen at any moment or their lives would be changed instantly. Their lives would be changed dramatically. And listen, the things that they want, the things that they do would completely be altered if they really thought today would be the day. Now I want you to think about this. It's going to come when you least expect it. In verses 36 through 44 of Matthew 24, it talks about that time. Is this not the very case that you're dealing with even now? You're living life. You're partaking of all its pleasures and fulfilling even all of your desires. You're doing what people do. You're living life, aren't you? You're preparing for the next generation without any regard to the fact that this could be the day that the Holy Spirit is withdrawn from this place. This thought of the rapture or, or even being left behind has not entered your mind until the, the onset of this message has it. I mean, you wasn't thinking about that this morning, were you? You wasn't thinking about the fact that this could be the very moment, just the very minute, the very second when the Lord shall come in the clouds and listen, here we are on a good cloudy Sunday morning. It could happen at any moment, folks. Yeah, I, I'm, I go to a little bit literalism when I look at certain things in the Bible and I believe that the Bible states, listen, He's going to come in the clouds and He's going to call His children home. I'm looking for that day, whether it's cloudy or sunny. I know this, there's a cloud somewhere. And listen, every day of this, of this the life that we live, He could come at any moment. He could come within the next second or two. But today, maybe you that are here and even saved by the grace of God as you walked in this house, you never thought about the rapture could happen. It really hasn't entered your mind about being upon this earth without the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. Without the light of Jesus, as our young boys sang of just a moment ago, without the Christian being in this place, to you that are lost and undone, you never even crossed your mind that this could, could be the day when all righteousness is pulled off of the earth. Folks, I want you to know something. When all righteousness is gone from the earth, you're going to see a time like you've never seen before. You're going to see an episode of life that you never wished that your eyes could behold. You're going to feel and taste the things that Satan has to offer you. And you're going to feel the pains of Satan and his demons. And you're going to feel it. And you're going to, you're going to know that it's real. In Luke chapter 17, we'll go back for just a moment to look at some of these scriptures again. In a different setting, I want you to think about that in Luke 17 and verse 28. Again, here the Bible states this. Now look at this. It says, Likewise also, as it was in the dark, in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it, and wrote. I want you to know that's how it is today. 
We're living in the days of Lot. We're living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah upon the earth. And folks, I know what the Bible says. There's coming a sudden destruction upon this land. I'm talking about the whole world's going to see a destruction that they've never ever phantom. Today, you know, you hear so much in science. Global warming is going to destroy the world. Well, I, I agree with them. You say, well, what are you talking about, preacher? I thought you was a creationist. I thought you was a, a Bible's. Listen, that's exactly right. Global warming's going to destroy this world. When God sets her on fire, listen, when, he, when, the, when the elements melt with a fervent heat, listen, this whole world's going to be changed in, a, in just a moment. It's not due to man's power, but it's due to God's power. Today, everybody blames everything on man, but you know this. God has a plan, amen. He has a master plan. And everything that's going on in the world today is happening by God's plan and design. There is nothing taking Him by surprise. But know this, that there's coming a day when the sinner is going to feel the effects of a non-Christian world of a Christless generation. In verse 33 of Luke 17, the Bible says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you that in that night there shall be two men in a bed, and one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken the other left. They answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. Is this not your thoughts even this Lord's day? Are you not thinking of your future estate upon the earth? Where are you going to go to school? What kind of job are you going to pursue? Who you might marry? Where you should live? How big of a family are you going to have? What kind of house are you going to live in? I mean, these are the thoughts of humanity today, isn't it? In all true reality... If you were actually thinking about the words of God and the future without the light, you would be scared plumb to death today. But you're not, are you? And this proves my point. You're not expecting the soon return of Jesus Christ in the air. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, if you'll turn there with me, I want you to look at this. Notice these first four verses of Scripture. The Bible states this. Now get a hold of this because I think it's direly important for you. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. When does a thief come? When you least expect it. When, do, when is your house broken up? When you're not on guard. 
And folks, there's a lot of people today whose house is about to be broken up. You're not on guard. You're not ready for the thief to come in the night. Where are you going to... Where you, where you think? Listen. The Bible states in, in, in 2 Thessalonians, I believe it is, or 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First, back up just a little bit. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4. Beginning at verse 13, I want you to listen. Now, this is a scripture that is read a lot of times at funerals. But it's a scripture that has a lot of weight to it. If you just think about it. If you just let your mind go there for just a moment. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. You know what? There's coming a day when there's going to be those in this world that have absolutely no hope. My friend, today, as Brother Jim spoke of just a moment ago, listen, today's the day of salvation. Today is the day of your hope. But the very moment that the rapture occurs, your hope is all gone. Your safety net is also pulled away and there's nothing to fall into but disgrace and harm. The Bible goes on to say in verse 14, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the grace or by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, here's your rapture. Here's the rapture of the living. Here's the rapture of the redeemed living, it is. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So the Bible tells us that are saved, wherefore comfort one another with these words. But you know what? It's not a great deal of comfort to me to realize that there's coming a day when, when the lost are going to be left behind. When the lost are going to be left without the light of Jesus in their lives. Listen, there's going to be all kinds of people in that day that's going to say, the Lord's over here, come over here. Listen, it's going to be a lie. As a matter of fact, the Bible states that you're going to hear that lie and you're going to believe that lie and you're going to be damned. So secondly today, I want you to think about this then. What are the aspects of the, of the rapture? Number one, we said it's going to come when you least expect it. Number two, it's going to be a sudden event. It's going to happen suddenly. In Matthew 24 and verse 27 again, I want you to look at this with me and get a hold of it. Matthew 24 and verse 27 The Bible says here, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You know how fast lightning goes across the sky? From point A to point B, it's it's terribly fast. As a matter of fact, if the right amount of static was coming off your body, you couldn't outrun it. It would get you before you realized it. 
That's the way the rapture is going to be. It's going to be fast. Not only will His coming be when you least expect it, it will be a sudden event. In 1 Corinthians, again, to you that are lost, I need you to listen because this is very important to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51, again, notice what it says here. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now listen to this. You want to know how quick the rapture is going to happen? One moment you're going to be sitting in this house. Maybe one day you'll be sitting in this house when we're worshiping. When God tells His Son, go get your children. You're going to look at me and then the next third of a second, I'll be gone. The sad thing of it is, those that are in the house of God are probably going to realize there's something miraculous just happened. It's going to be something you're not going to be able to explain away because everywhere you look, the people that claim to be saved by the grace of God, hopefully all of them, are going to be gone. But you know, during that time, there's also going to be church members sitting in the pews. They got left behind. Matthew chapter 7, the Bible states that that there's coming a time when, when man is going to look at God and say, Did we not prophesy in thy name? Did we not do these wonderful works in thy name? There's going to be a lot of preachers going to, going to, going to be setting. Maybe they're still sitting in the pew while the singing was going on. Maybe they're still standing behind the pew or the pulpit. And before they realize it, as they, as they look around and they're telling people to turn to a certain scripture, as they look up, then uh, half the crowd is gone. There's going to be preachers that's going to be cast into the lake of fire one day. Listen, there's going to be deacons going to be cast into the lake of fire one day. There's going to be teachers going to be cast into the lake of fire one day. There's going to be laymen that have sat in the pew for 50 years that's going to be cast into the lake of fire one day. Why? Because they never trusted the Lord as their Savior. Folks, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. You got to know the Lord. But listen, the Bible states here in verse 52, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. How quick? In a twinkling of an eye. You know what that is? I looked that word up a few years ago and I'll tell you, it's fast. It's one third of one second. You know, folks, I want you to know something. That's a quick happening, isn't it? It's going to happen so fast you aren't going to be able to react. I've heard people say, well, preacher, when I see it, then I'll trust the Lord. No, you won't either to be too late. Because if you've seen it, it's already too late. In a twinkling of an eye. This twinkling of an eye is an occurrence which will catch many off guard. It's quick. It's so quick that you can't even fully blink your eye and it's over. Your day of grace has abruptly come to an end. 
your day of salvation has come to an end. I use the word abrupt. It means sudden or unexpected. A twinkling of an eye is a third of a second. That's quick. That is fast. But that's exactly how the rapture will occur in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. Listen, you will not even know until it's all over. No time to change one's mind. No time to trust Him now. The sadness of this great event has caught you off guard and unaware. Unprepared. We sing that song. I believe it's on page 266. Oh, careless soul, why will you linger? Wandering from the fold of God. Listen, I want you to know today that it's a careless soul who will not trust the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior when they hear the gospel message. Why is it so careless? Because you're going to continue on. You're going to continue on until you're left behind. That's what carelessness does to you. It causes an individual to procrastinate. In other words, it causes an individual to keep putting things off that he knows he needs to take care of. Oh, careless soul, why will you linger? Or hear you not the earnest pleadings? In Zechariah 9, 14, talking about the redeemed, listen, there's... There's a time when the redeemed are going to be noted as jewels in the crown of the Almighty God of Heaven. Our young people sing about those jewels in the crowns, don't they? They sing about the little jewels. Listen, I want you to know something. The songs that they sing are are very are very scriptural and they and they tell the truth of salvation. But the rapture is going to be so quick it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. I dare say, as I spoke of just a moment ago, there's a lot of church members going to be caught off guard too. They don't expect, they don't expect it to happen today. Because if you did expect that this would be the day that the Lord would come back, I guarantee it, there would have been a different outlook in the house of God this morning. I guarantee it, the house, if you knew that the Lord would be coming back today, if you thought the Lord would be coming back at this very moment, I dare say there probably wouldn't be an empty pew in the house. But you wasn't expecting that, were you? But you know what? It's going to come in a time when you least expect it. And it's going to come fast. But the last aspect of the rapture, I want, to, I want to deal with this because I think it's the most important to the lost. The last aspect of the rapture is that it's going to be final. It's going to be final. The moment when God calls His children home for every person that's left behind, it's final. It's, it's done. The deed is done. You say, well, preacher, will there not be hope in the end? Not for those that heard the gospel here today. Not for those who, who uh, enjoyed this dispensation of grace in which we have been living in. 
I can say that and I've got chills running all over my legs. I'll tell you. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the finality of someone who was left behind. I pray to God. Listen, you know, and again, and I don't use this in a in, a, in an irreverent way, but know this, I pray to God that I'll not, as some preachers say, that I'll not have to look down through the windows of heaven and see my loved ones upon this earth. It wouldn't be much of a heaven, would it? Listen, I know how I've been redeemed and I know what saved me by, my, by His grace. I don't need to look at the pains and punishments of hell or this earth to know that I'm a blessed man. I trust God. And I know my Redeemer liveth. Friend, I want you to know today that that when that time comes, there's going to be a, a, a finality of your life that's never going to be changed throughout all eternity. You're going to be one of those Christ rejectors. You're going to be one of those who would not come to the Savior. You're going to be one of those who were what? Living it up in life. Who were doing your thing. You were getting by. You were enjoying life. You just didn't have time until it caught you unawares. The Bible states in Matthew chapter 24, verse 27 and 28 again, and I want you to look at this. Matthew 24, verse 27 and 28, For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. In verse 13 of of Matthew 25, the Bible states this, Watch ye therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This day of grace, this is the day of grace. You know why? Because we're still, the, the, the light is still here. The Christian is still here. The redeemed of the Lord are still upon the earth. There is light. There is hope. There is grace. There is the gospel. This is that day of grace. Today, according to God's word, is the day of salvation, as Brother Jim spoke this morning. What's fixed upon this side of the rapture is fixed. And what's fixed upon the other side of the rapture, that is also fixed. Or it's set in place. On which side will you be? You know, Matthew chapter 25, in verses uh, uh, 31 down through verse 46 or so, we're dealing with the separation of the sheep and the goats. What are you today? Are you a sheep? Are you one of the little lambs of God's fold? Are you one of the little flock that, that, that uh, God's Word speaks of from time to time? Where He says, fear not, little flock. Listen, I want you to know if you're saved by the grace of God, there's no need to fear. There's no need to be afraid of that time coming. And I know today our hearts break for our loved ones. 
our children, our grandchildren, listen, although our husbands and wives, listen, I know our hearts break for those that are not saved. And you know, the only thing I can do is say, pray for them. Pray God will save them before, before the, the rapture occurs. Pray for that individual. Oh, I thought you was a sovereign grace preacher. I'm still commanded to pray for the lost souls of men. Amen. I'm still commanded to pray that the Lord will see gracious, be gracious and save them by, the, by His never dying grace. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, as I'm getting ready to come to a close here in a moment, I think about a time that's going to be a final place. In Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 down through verse 16, the Bible speaks about this time. But the one thing I want you to really focus on here today is Ecclesiastes 11 and 3, where the Bible says here that as, I think it's a, where the tree falleth, that's where it's going to lie. You know why? Because man's going to one day go to his long home. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.3, the latter part of it says, In the place where the tree falleth, there shall it be. That's the way it's going to be at the rapture, my friend. If you're saved by the grace of God at the rapture, you're going to go home to heaven. You're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You're going to be made to be able to take your abode in heaven. But if you're lost and undone and you've never trusted the Lord as your Savior, your, your end is also set. Your doom is also sealed. Whether you like it or not, listen, if you're caught unawares, if you're caught suddenly, you're caught without the Lord Jesus Christ at the rapture, you're just like this tree that fell and there it shall be. A time when you shall rejoice for nothing. A time to be all alone upon this. And I'm not saying this again in a, in a slang way. But after the rapture, this is going to be a real God forsaken land. And again, I, again, I'm not using that in a slang way. I want you to know that. But this world is going to be God forsaken. Because the light is going to be gone. And all the darkness of hell is going to be poured out upon this earth and its inhabitants. That's the reason why that I, I quake in my shoes at night. That's the reason why that my knees knock behind this old pulpit. I don't know about you. I believe if you're saved, listen, God's give you that vision as well, hasn't He not? You remember that message I preached back in 2006? The ascending smoke. When I walked out over the edge of this pulpit podium here, and I said it's just like their feet are halfway across the edge of the great abyss. And God is going to cast them into the lake of fire.
The devil's not going to have any discharge in that fight. And I'll say this, it's not going to be an argument. God is just going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Why did he not know you? Because the blood of Christ was not applied. The blood of Christ was not applied. So yes, there's going to be a lot of people caught unawares. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to get left behind. I believe I mentioned this the last time I preached on that subject. You remember the, the series, the Left Behind series. I don't know if it's a series. I know it's a movie. But folks, it's going to be just like that. People are going to be left behind. And it's going to be an awful time upon this earth. But the redeemed of the Lord, they have no need of worry as far as our souls are concerned. For we are sealed and protected from that awful day of wrath that's going to be poured out upon this land. You see, the devil is going to unleash his vilest attack upon the world. Now that's not even the that's not the almighty wrath that you're going to see yet. That's a bad time. But when God's wrath is poured out upon this earth, what an awful day that will be. I pray today that you're that your mind has been made to consider, what if I get left behind? You know what it could have been this very hour. The Lord could have come home, called us home. So far He hasn't, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen when you don't expect it. It's going to happen so fast you can't do anything about it. And when it does happen... It's going to be final. There'll be no pleading your way out of it. You know, today people plead their ways out of all kinds of trouble. There's coming a day when you're not going to be able to plead against the God of heaven. For He's going to, he's going to say, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Even when you claim to be a child of the King. Listen, even upon this world in which we live, that fruit is very noticeable. You may claim one thing, but your fruit tells you another. Listen, I'd be sure. Make your calling and election sure. You'd be sure you're saved by the grace of God. There are certain attributes of a real saved individual. And I pray that God has that in your heart today. Let's all stand, please. <laughs>